0: I'm Ray. I'm Bree, and this is the R&B podcast, a pop culture podcast where we like wrap up the weekly pop culture events. Um, How are you doing today, Ray?
1: We're doing okay. We're finally back at school, so I mean, part of it is stress, part of it is excitement. We're we only have a couple semesters left, so I guess we'll see how it goes. How are you?
0: I'm tired. I literally on Tuesday I had work I worked like in the morning three days a week and my boss was like oh happy Tuesday and I was like it's only Tuesday and since then I've had three full days basically so yeah I'm really excited that tomorrow's Friday but I'm more even more excited because we have a friend on the podcast this week
1: yes we have the designer of our lovely graphics Mr. Terrence McNeil his name's not Terrence I'm sorry it's Terry <laughs> hi jerry
2: oh hi i didn't know this is where i was supposed to come in or not
1: hi
0: <laughs> how are you how- Bibi?
2: oh i'm so tired emotionally and physically because school just started but it's going good my day is over i'm gonna eat after this i you know i'm just really excited to just be here i'm excited to be a part of this journey
0: do you want to like plug yourself bb
2: oh sure um my i'm so bad at talking about myself my instagram is just my first and last name terry mcneil t-e-r-r-y-n-c-n-e-i-l-l pretty sure my twitter is the same i really don't know other than that yeah that's it that's all i
0: do you want to say who you are
2: oh obviously um my name is Terry. I go to school to the University of Arkansas. I'm going to school for art education. I'm Breein, one of and Reagan's closest friends. I've known them since eighth grade. We've grown up together. We've
1: yeah. bullied together. We've done. We've a lot. Bullied,
2: We have bullied together, especially, <laughs> especially Brian and I, and Reagan has.
0: She's been yes. there.
2: She's watched with disapproval. Oh, as we, as we and watched as we banged on the tables in the Cheesecake Factory and almost got kicked out of IHOP. You know,
0: the shenanigans, we eat uh, a lot together,
2: tomfoolery is what I would call it, the Oh Yeah, that's it, that's me, I don't know what else to say. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really glad to be here, and I'm so excited.
1: All right, well, this week, we're going to start out with the Oscar nominations, there's a lot of tea, And a lot of drama, so let's see how that goes. Next, we're going to jump into one of those movies, closely, um, recommended to us by our guest today, Terry McNeil. We're going to be talking about Parasite. And then finally, we're going to wrap up with some YouTube drama. There's been a lot going on this weekend, so I'm excited to jump in. All right, guys. We're gonna start out with the Oscar nominations for the Oscars this year, twenty twenty. Oh. <laughs> oh, we that's have initial me. size and thoughts. That's my
2: that's my opinion. my My opinion on this is: where is the flavor? Like, where is the flavor? No <laughs> I I came here to eat, and all I got was salt. Not even pepper. You salt? Barely if I'm got lucky, salt. I barely got salt. <laughs> I got salt from parasite, and that's it. <laughs> Yeah,
0: it was like you know how they always like the Oscars so white. It's like, why is Oscars staying white? Mm -hmm. Um, It's just like, but
2: not. Sorry, nope, sorry.
0: Well, I mean, like, there's just a lot of people who got nominated like twice, and like there are some people who definitely should have gotten nominations for movies that just like, and it's like, so you have this person up here twice, but this other person who is just as talented, if not more talented, didn't even get a nomination. So.
2: not only is it extremely white, it's extremely male-dominated. Yeah. Like, if you look at this, I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, I'm looking at Best Picture right now, and I can tell you that... I don't know for sure, because a couple of them I haven't seen, but Little Women is the only one that I know of that is directed by a woman.
1: I believe that's a T, Terry.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I know who directed Parasite, and I know who directed... Irishman, and I know who directed The Joker. I do not know who did the rest. Oh, I know who did Once Upon a Time, because it's Quentin Tarantino.
1: Uh, so, Mary Story is a man. Uh, 1917 is a man. Uh, Dojo Rabbit is also directed by a man, so yes.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Have
2: y'all, what movies on this list have you guys seen?
1: On, are we talking, uh, Best, best, best Screenplay? Best Picture? No,
2: best Picture.
1: I have seen um, The Irishman, I've seen okay. The Joker, Little okay. Women, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Marriage Story.
2: All right. I've seen Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Parasite, and Once Upon a Time.
0: LOL. Well. I've seen Little Women and Parasite. Uh. <laughs> We love a well-researched woman. Yeah. I well, okay. You know, I spend most of my time with television. I figured like, this was a professional
2: right. workplace. I didn't know that we were going to delve into unprofessionalism already, but.
0: Uh, I love Terry. I love Bree getting dragged.
2: Somebody has I, to do it.
0: Someone does get to do it. I do not get dragged enough here at Michigan.
2: I the ones that I've seen on this list, I would say I've seen. Five of them, and I liked three of them. Nope, that's a lie. I've seen, yeah, five of them. I liked three. I Jojo Rabbit was fantastic. Little Women was good, and Parasite was incredible. I'm gonna say something. I don't know if this is controversial or not. The Joker, it sucked. It was literally so bad. That's what I've heard.
1: I don't think I've heard many people say it was good. Okay, here's the thing. As far as like comic book movies go. Like, this is definitely one of the better ones. It's specifically when you're considering, like, DC, DC comic movies. Yeah. That's
0: fair. They've, that's they've very had bust
1: lately. I have High Hopes for Birds of Prey um, that's coming Ooh, out in February. Me too.
2: I I'm, ex- I'm excited. I am excited for that.
1: Yeah, but, like, other than that, like, they've really been lacking. I mean, so... When when ended... Consider the fact that it's an indie movie, one. It's not, like, in the DC-like world. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, like, joaquin phoenix really like embodied this character like i enjoyed the movie i thought it was a little long i don't i think there were a lot of um plot holes that they kind of tried to like cover up by saying well he's insane so we don't really know what happened or not it was very
2: one-dimensional in my opinion it was so flat to me it's like he's sad and now he's gonna kill this person oh he's sad Mm -hmm. now he's going on this rampage oh he's sad Yeah. So so now he's gonna kill this person that's hosting late night.
1: Is
0: that where the movie goes? Yes.
1: It it really is. Like, there's not much. There's not much that you can say. Like, there were many highs in the movie, other than like, like his hallucinations.
2: Yeah, that was that was good. I mean, I don't. I didn't hate it, but for it to get the amount that it got nominated. Oof. That's. I mean, best makeup all right <laughs> all right <laughs> all right that's all i gotta say on that
0: i mean the two movies i saw i loved so yeah
2: little woman and parasite were delectable
0: yeah i just like to i don't know when i, I see a movie i want to make it count but then also i do like bad movies so <laughs> we all enjoy a good bad movie maybe not oh absolutely a for a bad movie but
2: <laughs> I mean, maybe on a movie tuesday so, what are some other like categories in this that you guys are looking at that y'all had an opinion on? We'll just, um, by, by the, the way, I'm taking of... over. I'm taking over this podcast now.
0: <laughs> you really did <laughs> pop through, didn't you? I mean, the lack of us nominations. Period. Yeah,
1: okay. I think there's. I think there's something to be said there. Oh, I um, agree. Especially because. We talk, Like, we've seen this all over Twitter. Like, our Queen Lupita really played two different roles and did them beautifully. She had to play yeah. the oil of herself.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, and again, like everyone movie. else in the movie was playing two characters, but she was, she was the, our protagonist. She was our eyes for this movie. Yes. Yeah. I mean, she had, there was so much work that had to be done. I see. Phenomenal.
2: And this is another thing that I'm gonna say, Reagan, that I know you're not gonna agree with me on, but where is hereditary? I haven't
1: seen it, I can't even Oh, I
2: thought you didn't oh not hereditary, Midsummer. You're right. Where is Midsummer? <laughs> no no no.
1: No no no. <laughs> it was, that was so unnecessary.
0: That made so unnecessary. But it
2: was so beautiful. I if whatever you think about the storyline, I mean come on with the costume design, with the stage design, the music
0: <laughs> Terry, enough, movie. I
1: love that. I love that. Director's list if you want to, Terrence.
2: Okay, yeah, you're right. Uh, yep. <laughs> all right. I'll give you that one. <laughs> but I think he's Jewish, so I don't know if that counts, though.
0: Is that yeah. like the is, do you feel like you wish had nominations, or are there other movies oh, no. as well? Because you see, you see a lot of movies.
2: I do see a lot of movies. I'm really glad to see Jojo Rabbit on these lists because it. I feel like I haven't heard a lot of people talking about it, but, I mean, I absolutely loved it. Like, I thought that movie was so good. I'm kind of surprised Marriage Story made the list. Oh, um, yeah, for
1: oh, sp- sure. Did you guys watch Marriage Story?
2: Nope, didn't need no. to. I, I saw the the tampon commercial with Tyler Johansson, and I said, I'm good.
1: Oh, my goodness. That is the tea. Okay, I actually watched it, and as a as a child of divorce, like i got it but at the same time it was so tired like i I feel like people treated it like this is the only way that we've ever seen like divorce like like and i know that i'm like um like i'm a i'm a writing major creative writing Mm -hmm. major like i I read a lot of scripts i watch a lot of movies this was basically kramer versus kramer like (laughs) it's been done before like we like we need to get off of our knees for adam driver and oh my God,
0: please,
2: about- for Christ, get off
0: your knees. Stop! Star- I, even, I saw that awful zombie movie because he was in it.
2: Yeah, and because of you and and being Reagan, didn't did. see it. Yeah, yes. so thank you for your service. I don't know. what There was a movie, I didn't see it, and it might be nominated, and I just don't see it on these lists. Oh, it's something to do with San Francisco. And hold up, I will find it. I I want to say this is going to be wrong, like, Two Black Men in San Francisco, but I don't think that's what it's called. <laughs> I feel like I've heard
0: about that movie, though.
1: The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Yes.
2: Yeah. I have heard nothing but good reviews on that movie, and it's not on this list.
1: Another movie about people of color and the struggle of people of color
2: that well, that's you, is yeah. produced
1: by Brad Pitt. So, claps for Brad Pitt.
2: Oh, okay. Well, you don't like
1: Brad Pitt? No, he's fine. That's probably I the only way. That,
2: that, that's the only way they knew they were going to get on the list if they had a white person direct it.
1: Well, he produced it. He didn't direct.
2: Oh, excuse he me. Did,
1: he just gave his monies. Yeah, well, he does that for a lot
0: of um, POC movies. Mm-hmm, Twelve Years Slave, Selma.
2: I did anybody see Harriet? Because I didn't see it, but listen, I, we're
0: not talking. Mm-mm. I wanted to see it. I forgot. Did you not you like it, Regan? It?
1: It was problematic. I feel like really? the lead was problematic, even though she, even I'm pretty sure she's, um, she's nominated. Is she not?
2: She is nominated yes. for, Someone for... I think, actress in a leading role, Cynthia Arrivo, who I love.
1: So you love her?
2: Yes. Is she problematic <laughs> that I don't know about?
1: Despite her her words and her views on Black Americans,
2: well, haven't heard them, So I'd love to be wow. educated.
1: Wow. She is basically one of those, you know, if black people would do better and get off of the streets, you know that oh, she's, she's a Daniel Caesar. She's
2: a Daniel Caesar.
1: She is. She is a why are why are black people so mean to white people?
2: Oh god! Here's the
1: question, Terry. Why are black people so mean to white people?
2: A tale is all this time. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that was probably the best thing I've ever done. So I'm glad it, <laughs> I'm glad it's on this podcast forever. <laughs> Damn it. I'm, oh, I'm glad to, I'm glad to see somebody from Bombshell because I, I mean I love that movie. Brie, you that saw was, that with us, didn't you? I
0: enjoyed Bombshell a lot. That was gonna Yeah,
2: it. me too. I mean, it was.
1: I was it, keeper, you know, actually Charlie's and Margo are on here.
2: She is. I am mean, yeah. I don't see anything else that's really jumping out to me on this list. I didn't see 1917. I heard it was good, but let's be honest.
1: Not gonna yeah. see it. After I, these can't... draft
2: scares, I don't know about that. I don't know if I'm ready. I don't have the headspace for a war movie.
1: When we do get into the awards for adapted screenplay and original screenplay, though, that is where I have a few, like, issues myself. Like, we saw it. Knives Out, correct? Together? hmm I, I wasn't I it. wasn't
2: there, but I didn't I saw I've seen it.
1: Yeah. I personally loved it. I thought like I, I have a a soft spot for things that are original because I feel like right now we're just making a whole bunch of adaptions. And as of what I've seen this year, Little Women is the only adaption that I'm like, okay. Yep. This was necessary. I needed it. Um actually I really like, enjoyed the Irishman as well from this list. I just really love original works, and I just saw Uncut Gems recently, which I don't think that you guys have seen it. I have not. No. I mean, it was one of those movies that was so enticing and, like, quick that it made me, like, after the movie, like, I had to go look up, like, okay, is this, like, an original person? Or like, is this someone? Is, is this based off of someone? Like, I just thought there was so much good work going on in there that I'm a little disappointed that it didn't make original screenplay. Um, other than that, I feel like 1917. Are we really going to say that war movies are completely original? Oh, oh,
2: it, it's original in the sense that it's one shot. So like, there was no. I don't know how to describe it, but like, there was no not multiple shots per scene. Each scene was shot like, as one continuous, yeah. like, which, camera. That,
1: which that's directing, though. So, like, you earned yeah. your directing nomination. As far as original screenplay, like, sitting down and putting pen to paper, I mean, there's well, so much content already there when it comes to wars that I feel like there's always inspiration, you know?
2: But Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I mean, part of that movie was based on the Manson stuff.
1: Exactly, and it's word for word, you know? And so I have the same issue with that, personally.
2: I mean, marriage story, people get divorced. Uh,
1: and that's, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's a difference between, um, like, having this major event where you yeah. have news stories and you have actually yeah. people, like, Margot Robbie was able to go look up, um, oh, God, I'm blanking on her name, Sharon Tate.
0: Mm-hmm. And like
1: watch her interviews and like really like get and in- like Sharon Tate is a real person.
0: Does yeah. you know that make
1: sense? Yeah, like I know.
2: I was just kidding. Yeah. I know Are that you? divorces Yes, I was kidding. Okay. Was
0: but yeah.
2: Listen, I'm just here to be problematic. But I think Brady has that spot. So
0: <laughs> stop. Shut I mean, up. so apparently Netflix is has the most nominations like for a studio this year at the Oscars.
2: Marriage Story, The Irishman.
0: They got twenty four total.
2: Avengers: End Game was last year. Or oh, you told me that was two years ago, and I would have been like, mm-hmm.
0: "Yeah." The Two Popes is a Netflix original. Yeah, they got twenty. Like, they, like the fact that they have the most, of it, like, as a studio. Mm-hmm. I, I'm surprised by that.
2: I'm not. I'm. I mean, eventually, it's Streaming is taking over, like in one way or another. I mean, Netflix isn't good at making good movies, so I'm surprised that they have. Yeah, they're getting better, though. Like, honestly, just thinking about what they made last year and this year, it has gotten
0: a lot better. It's just interesting, though, because I feel like you experience it different than like non Netflix nominated films, yeah. That's I mean, one, one, you can sit on your
2: couch, and one, you have to actually go somewhere to see.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, so even, like, even still, so, do you guys remember the when Netflix and, you know, these streaming services first became, um, you know, were starting to get big, and a lot of um, directors, specifically Christopher Nolan, were saying that they didn't want their work on Netflix and stuff like that because it takes their work that's meant to be seen on a huge screen... And, like, with the surround sound system so that the sound is exactly what they wanted as yeah. opposed to being
0: on someone's phone or someone's laptop. Like, they feel exactly. like it's supposed to work. Yeah, like, yeah. I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like it takes away from, like, these big blockbuster films.
2: I kind of feel like, and this might be stupid, but I feel like nef- like those kind of originals to streaming service, I feel like they should have that as a category like streaming service like like the movies that were in those streaming services have their like or like even their own categories like best streaming service like cost like the main ones like not don't double it up but like you could take two or three or four different categories just for streaming services so they're not yeah because to me they're not the same like there's such a different experience from sitting in your bed with the lights off watching a movie on your laptop and going and sitting in a movie theater on this giant screen with surround sound it's just a completely different thing in my opinion
0: exactly Mm -hmm. so first things first i loved parasite i saw it last night it was phenomenal
2: I mean, yeah. I I saw it twice, and like, there are very few movies, in my opinion, that you can watch more than once, especially in a theater,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: be like, like, I'm gonna be honest, I saw Little Woman twice. I loved it both times. There were times where I was bored. Hair Sight? Nope.
0: Yeah, I told my roommates, I was like, if any of y'all are trying to still see it, like, I will go again.
1: Okay, I haven't seen it. So I'm excited to hear about it. So can someone please um, give me a little introduction?
2: Like, what it happens over time. So basically the son starts tutoring the rich family. The poor son tutors the rich family's daughter. Mm -hmm. And then he convinces the mom that the rich mom's rich son, who is like, I want to say eight or nine, needs an art therapist. So then his sister pretends to be the art therapist and then it goes through this like rest of the stuff of other people in their household getting fired and their dad gets hired and their mom gets hired so then wow. it's just like this whole family is like scammed their way like Bree said into working for and like truly manipulating this rich family in such a like a bonkers and crazy way
0: but it's like they have to because they have no money
2: yeah, they're like living in a basement in like the very, very lowest part of South Korea. So like the way South Korea runs, I'm sure Brie can tell you this because she's a Korea <laughs> boo or whatever they're called. I <laughs> cannot. Um, <laughs> so poor people in Korea live at the very lowest part of Korea in the city, while the rich people, I mean, it's like that a lot in a lot of places. But because Korea is not flat, yeah. the poor people live like. Basically, like sea level, and then the rich people live like at the very, very, very top, the top of the hills, and the mansions and stuff are all up there. So, like, and there's like a lot of like, um, I don't know what the word is because, like, but like, there's one part, for instance, where it like pours, it pours like all night, yeah. and the poor family's house like floods, like, and they're suffering, and then it shoots to the next day, and the wife, the rich wife, was like. Can you believe how good that rain was for us? Like, our plants are going to get watered. It was so nice to see rain. So, like, the rich family loved the rain. Well, the poor people because that the rain suffered. That
0: low-key, like, had me shook. Just because, like, we'd be saying that, like, in Texas. Like, after the storm, like, my mom's like, oh, the grass is green.
2: We needed the rain.
0: Yeah. We, did, we did need the rain. I mean, we are in drought most summers. Like, we low-key mm-hmm. do need the rain. But, like, it just, it's like, they, like, you don't realize, like, passing comments of, like, privilege that, like, there, that just exists. I mean, I don't, I don't
2: think, I mean, I, I I know that the rich is the rich and the poor, the poor live in Dallas, like where we're, we're from.
0: Yeah. But, like,
2: I don't think it's as stark. Like, these people basically live in, like, a box. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, a it's not fun. that bad. It is like, there's no middle class, really. It's like, you're either poor, 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 or you're, like, filthy rich. So, like, I don't know, but it did make me think. I was like, even though I'm not rich, like, I'm not like those people, like, the really rich people. There's yeah. a lot of stuff that we take for granted. I don't know. It was very eye opening.
0: Yeah. Also, the juxtaposition of the, like, being, like, so violent and gory, like, and it's, it's, like, the sunniest, like, brightest day. Yeah.
2: The most beautiful day of the whole movie. Because the wearing, whole movie. Like,
0: Sunday best clothing. Like,
2: the whole movie at the very beginning was not raining, but it was cloudy. But then the whole middle part of the movie, it's like... The, the biggest chunk of the movie happens all in one night. Yeah. And that whole night is pouring. Now it's like a torrential downpour. So the movie is dark the whole time, from beginning to like the last 30 minutes. And the guy that directed it, I don't want to say his name wrong, Bong Joon-ho, has directed snow piercer which is a movie with chris evans that i love uh Akja, which was on netflix last year or two years ago and it got a lot of praise like every single one of the movies he has i don't know if he's the director or the producer he's a director i think he also is a writer too but like all the movies he does get like perfect reviews like perfect scores
0: yeah they're really well done
2: yeah, he's very good. And he uses the same people in his movies, kinda like Wes Anderson.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like the the poor dad in Parasite is also in Snowpiercer, the host, Okja. But he also uses Tilda Swinton. She's in a couple of his movies. Because but she's also, I'm pretty sure, in a couple of Wes Anderson movies. I don't know. So he kinda does like the same thing, like where in his movies he has the same people like throughout his old like his own shows. Hmm. I, I don't know. I think you would. I think you would like it, Raiden. I think. I think. I really do think you should see it, just from a writing standpoint, like to see because it was so it's like so well. Ra- it, it was. I like don't have enough good things to say.
1: I definitely think that I'll I'll give it a a go. Um, it may be something that I have to rent because. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to, you know, cover my eyes and stuff, and I can't go see that kind of stuff by myself because uh-huh. I am a child. That's um, <laughs> But I, I am definitely excited to see, especially with the debate that it's kind of, not debate, but, like, the conversation that it's really brought up, which is, you know, uh, what was said at the Golden Globes, which is, you know, if Americans could get over their phobia of subtitles, they'd be able to enjoy a lot more films.
2: I mean, there are so many good movies that I've seen that are in different languages that, because people, oh, I don't like to read. They don't want to watch the movie. Yeah. And, like, I just, I think you are just depriving yourself of such talent that you could, like, there's a a movie that just came out recently. It's about this girl who, like, whose family hired, um like, her to paint one of the people in their family, but the girl doesn't like to be painted, so she has to does do it, like, the painter tries to paint this woman in secret, but then she has to, like, gain this woman's trust, and they become best friends, and I believe they end up in, eventually, like, falling in love. Oh, wow! But it's, like, it looks like such a beautiful movie, but it's not in the same language, and I went to see her side with some of my friends, and... I could tell that the people that were around us when I was like, "That movie looks so good," like, like I would love to see that. Like they they looked like they didn't want to see it, and I know it was only because it's subtitles. And so like that is such a big problem for people, and I don't know why. I don't know. That's my two cents.
0: I, think, I mean, like, oh, you
1: can go right. I was just saying. I think it's interesting too because it definitely shows our privileges. You know, um, English as as a place that has you know. One is the home of Hollywood, um, so I think we get a lot of, uh, you know, the first first come first serves on that because while yeah. some movies do get sub get um, dubbed over, a lot yeah. of movies just get subtitles um, when they yeah. go to other countries and do really well. Honestly, um, yeah. So I mean, it's just it's just something that like I feel is so deeply rooted in you know this whole America, greatest country kind of thing, you know?
2: Well, that's that's what I was going to say is, and I know a lot of it is racism, because I know if the movie was in French, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people wouldn't, because that's a white-spoken language. But because the movie is in Korean, I think that turns people off because of their inherent racism. I mean, I'm going to call it what it is, but that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Because the only reason you wouldn't want to go see that movie is, you can say it's not because you don't want to read but it's because you don't want to hear someone speak a language that you don't understand.
0: Exactly,
1: and so many. And the only
2: reason you don't, yeah, I mean, and the only reason you wouldn't want to do that is racism. Like that's, I mean, that's what it is. Like you don't want to hear someone else speak a language that you don't understand, not because you don't understand it, but because they're different than you. You don't want to experience diversity.
1: Exactly, and an, an example on like a much, much, much lower scale. I know they didn't speak a lot of Italian. And Call Me By Your Name, but more people walk yeah. away from that movie saying oh, such a beautiful language, I would love to learn it, you know what I mean, Then they would walking away from Parasite.
2: Well, exactly. Uh, the movie of that woman is called Portrait of a Lady on Fire, that painter movie that I was just talking about, that's what it's called, so yeah. I suggest everyone go see that if you can. I don't know if it's still in theaters, but I mean it looked magnificent, and I might just have something to say because it's a movie about art, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I feel like that more. if more people did see it like I don't think that people would take away probably what the message of the movie is about though
1: mm-hmm.
0: because of this movie like it's a major class divides and obviously mm-hmm. like real world application of it is like how there's been a lot of natural disasters lately and like rich people are just not doing anything about it like well, no one's donating and there was like a volcano. I figured it out there's a volcano on the Philippines and no yeah. one's talking about it. hmm
2: Well I don't I know that Reagan, I don't think Bree either one of you are on TikTok, are you?
0: No. I know.
2: But there is this guy on TikTok that he's a I think he's Hispanic. He wears like big eyelashes and he like he's imitating like stereotypically Hispanic like teenagers. But anyway it's it's really funny. Um, But Kim Kardashian posted on Twitter, I retweeted, I don't know if you guys saw it, but basically she she posted and she was like, global warming is so real. And somebody just commented with that video of him going, open your purse, (laughs) because that's so true. They all, they're all talk, but they don't ever want to do like that video of freaking Billie Eilish and Woody Harrelson being like, our earth is on fire. We need to save everybody. Come on, guys. I'm like, what have you donated?
1: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I, to be fair, um, we don't always know what celebrities give. That's true. And we don't know. Um, yeah, we don't. We don't know their pocketbooks. That's okay? very true. We don't true. know what exactly when, or when they open them up. I will say that it is a little, not fishy, but it is a little, you know, um, frustrating when you see people like the Kardashians. Cause I know this just recently happened with Kylie Jenner, where. You know, people comment on, under her picture of her standing next to, like, six cars that all cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And then the next day you see headlines saying Kylie Jenner um, has donated a million dollars to, um, to Australia. And it's like, okay, yeah. had you had, you know, come out and said, guys, I've already donated. Um, thank you for trying to keep me updated. I got it, you know. that's Mm -hmm. one thing but to do it in response i do think that is an issue
0: yeah
2: like you're only doing it because you got backlash but like that's like apologies on youtube like you only apologize when you get caught so like those are not real apologizing because you're only you're not apologizing because you feel bad you're apologizing because you got caught yeah
0: and you're not donating because you actually want to you're donating because people are pressing you about it yeah Exactly. exactly exactly Yeah, the distribution of wealth just is so bad. Yep. Like, and the sad thing is, like, the natural disasters are just caused by, like, climate change, period. And if rich people, like, could donate to help stop climate change, like, these natural disasters would not happen to the, like, extremes that they are happening at now. That's true. Like, it's literally, like, the direct cause and effect is out of control. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I want to say, and you guys could correct me if I'm wrong. I know, Brie that you're um, and what is it, an ecology major? Environment minor. Environment minor, excuse me. Yeah, Um, it's okay. Like, the way it's going, that in order to get, there's so much carbon in the atmosphere, and that in order to get to, to build the things necessary in order to suck all of that carbon out, it would take close to a trillion dollars, I'm pretty sure. Um, but there's so much that we can do on a daily basis. Um, even not having, you know, six or seven cars, you know, is a I yeah. think is a great start. Um, people who have the resources to reduce their waste and to recycle and to not you know and and to even like have compost and things as of that sort you know because yeah. we're, we're it's it's very apparent that climate change is can't is it's hard when you are a middle to low class person you know when you know you can't get fresh produce all of the time um you're not, you pretty much have access to fast food if you want to feed you and all of your kids um and that which is a lot of waste people want to be mad about straws which is ableist in itself Mm -hmm. people want to be mad about you know like not recycling or not you know and it's like okay this isn't an issue for us this is an issue for people who can actually put their money back into the environment and work to make it better and not instead of buying these huge pieces of land to for your luxurious vacations buying these huge pieces of land to actually plant something
0: yeah it's so what i've heard a lot recently is that at this point there's nothing we can do to reverse the facts the effects of like the carbon
1: Mm -hmm. like
0: all we can do is just slow it down as much as possible um but like yeah it 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 is to the point where it's like the normal everyday things that we do and we try to do for the environment are just not like going to help it like we need something major to happen and like the rich people to donate to have these like major things happen but like even then it's just slowing down the ultimate like Mm -hmm. destruction which is the saddest part
2: yep it's sad (laughs) But anyways, you guys should really see Parasite. So, that's <laughs> a good. I mean, it really is such a great movie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it like it's beautiful to look at and like even though you are like having to read subtitles, like it does not take away from the movie. It's still so easy to follow. Um and the plot is just so interesting.
2: Yeah. It's it's unique.
0: Yeah, 10 out of 10.
2: For sure, I agree. <laughs>
1: All right, guys, and now we're going to drop to jump into the YouTube drama, which we don't even know if we can call it that because it's just disgusting. Um, But basically, um, I think this is a bigger issue that we're just going to talk about this week. So, I mean, I was on Twitter the other day because what else do I do?
0: Um, And I
1: saw this tweet. You guys may have seen it where basically um, this girl is saying that hold on let me she says Beyonce is so boring she releases an album goes on tour then does absolutely nothing doesn't post does doesn't post anything doesn't release little things doesn't chat with her fans nothing yes her albums are amazing and she's an amazing performer but she is so 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 boring outside of that but and you know people were jumping on her back which the beehive usually does but yeah they're worse than the barbs you're right but but what I found most interesting is someone quoted it with a video of Beyonce actually speaking to the issue in an interview one of her very rare interviews where she's basically saying um, that when when people see her she wants them to think of her art and not of her personal life because it's really none of anyone's business Um, I think social media has definitely changed celebrity and how artists like interact with the community as as a whole and even like regular people like we're supposed to be not supposed to be but like generally what youtubers say they are as regular people you know and how they communicate with their you know um, community
2: that's a form of manipulation and i'm gonna say it and i and i they do that so people can relate to them so then they watch the videos so then they get monetized they yeah. are not They are not regular people. Nobody regularly gets in front of a camera and is like, hi, everyone. Welcome back to my channel. And today, nobody does that. You are not... That is not a regular person. I am not saying there's anything wrong with that. You know, we, <laughs> we all aspire to be YouTubers at one point in this friendship. <laughs> but to say that you're a regular person, I'm just like you guys. Meanwhile, you have a Tesla and a Ferrari, and you have a freaking four-story house, and- millionaires, that's not regular people.
1: Exactly. And to and, jump into someone who, you know, embodies pretty much everything that you've just described, Terrence, who we have our issues with, but, you know, we're making a point here. Um, sounds, this um, I think the concept of privacy and celebrity really came to the forefront um, because Jeffrey Starr and his boyfriend of five years, Nate, broke up. And, you know, in a series of videos, Snapchats, tweets, pretty much everything that Jeffrey could get his hands on, he seemed to be giving the world a minute-to-minute, like, update on his mental state and his communication with Nate and their relationship. And, you know, just really, like, trying to make sure, make like, put himself out there as a regular person, which I don't normally see regular
0: people doing that,
2: um... If you have to tell people that you are a regular person, you are not a regular person.
0: Yeah. That's so like telling right. people
2: you're a good person. If you have to tell somebody that you're a good person, you're not a good person.
0: Oh, because that
2: it. is you reassuring yourself that what you're doing is okay when it's yeah. not. Yeah.
0: Like guys that say they're the nice guys are never the nice guys. No. You're right. You're right.
2: Stay away from Chad's. I just. <laughs> I, if you have one, if like, you leave with one thing today,
1: stay away from Chad. Stay away I from Chad. Yeah, but basically, you know, he's, I'll, I'll read you one of his tweets that, you know, really is what struck me to the story is he says, good morning, everyone, ellipses. Today was the first morning I didn't cry over the dog bowls and making their breakfast. Hi, progress. How are you? Which, Ooh. okay, let's, let let's, let's dial it back. I mean, um, would
2: Bree tweet that? Maybe.
0: So. anyways it was
1: it was just interesting to me because he also mentions in his video about the breakup that Nate needed to step away from their relationship because he never really wanted to be a celebrity, and that like he was really messing with his mental health, but it makes you wonder you know you're saying all you're saying x, but y isn't lining up with you know your response to it isn't lining up because you're saying you know he really needed to step away from the limelight and then every two seconds you're tweeting your snapchatting you're uploading a video to youtube about him so it, you know make it make sense but on the other side of our you know our privacy our privacy debate and issue with youtube um is our girl nikki tutorials um, i think most um, would can sorry go
2: i'm just gonna say she's my baby
1: she and i mean i've been watching her for years um I think most people would consider her to be private, or at least more private than most YouTubers. Her
2: YouTube um, is about makeup, and that's it. It doesn't delve yeah. into her personal life. She's there to show you her cut crease, and then she ends the video. Exactly,
1: exactly, exactly. Um, she was put in a terrible and potentially very dangerous situation this oh, weekend. Yeah, like Nikki has largely focused on her work um, and her her brand statement, which is really the power of makeup. You know while we've she... seen her fiance on camera the content is still centered around her passion and her work of makeup uh, not
2: exactly. nothing else nothing exactly. more nothing less
1: however an unnamed person or people came across personal information that forced nikki to come out this past weekend as transgender um, this person blackmailed nikki stating that they felt her fans deserved to know the truth which is a direct quote from Nick, the video that Nikki put out this weekend. Um, so I just, I feel like it's here that we begin to ask the question of social media and this, you know, idea of celebrity and why we feel or why certain people feel that as fans, we should have so much say or, so, or, or have this information about people when really... Like beyonce said, and as Nikki has lived for the past ten years, you know it's about their work so where where's the disconnect and how and how does social media you know play into that?
2: I mean, I don't even know where to i don't know it made i I'm not gonna lie like it I broke down like that hurt my like it hurt me to see somebody go through that because. Her her whole social media presence has, like you said, always been about the makeup. And it's always been about what you can do with makeup for yourself. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like one of her biggest messages is, like, how to empower yourself with, like, how to empower yourself with yourself. Like,
0: uh-huh. how to
2: how to build yourself mentally and physically, you know? Uh-huh. And to see somebody, I mean... I would say Nikki Tutorial's unproblematic. I really don't feel like I've heard any videos mm-hmm. of her being problematic. So like no,
0: she doesn't think.
2: I'm, I'm not gonna say anybody deserves anything like that because that's terrible regardless of who you are. Yeah. But this is I mean it's somebody slant it's it I really feel like it's slander. Like they were not doing this to do to, for any reason besides to hurt her. Mhm. And I think that that's where the disconnect between People assume that because somebody is on social media, they are fair game to anything that they can want to do to them. Because they're on social media, they can call them whatever they want, they can say whatever they want, they can spread whatever they want. Because they're not real people,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. And I, and I will work. throw out, yeah, I will throw out the question of do people like you know your jeffrey stars make it harder to see
0: these people as people i think so because like i think with youtubers because there are some that are just so open it makes it harder to like for some people to respect the boundaries Boundaries. of other youtubers who like are not as open Mm -hmm. um like, cause I think it's like less common with like our bigger celebrities where we're like, like we under, we respect the one we, I think most people respect major celebrities that don't want their boundaries crossed like to cross those boundaries and like have their private lives. But like with YouTubers, I don't know why there's such a disconnect, um, but like I, people are always out in their business.
2: I think, I mean, it's all YouTube, but the beauty community in specific is okay. where I see the most of it. Like, because it, like, all the drama that happened with James Charles and Tati, and all, like, it is so competitive that, in, the, in it's competitive, and it's not like it's competitive in a way that they are competitive to each other. They're competitive in a way to where they, they post everything they feel.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like,
2: basically, they're bringing people into this competition between each other and making them choose sides.
1: Exactly. I I will say that and I love Tati. I've been watching her since middle school, you know, I won, yeah. but she really, you know, took her hurt feelings and I, and I, I think she did address it. She maybe tried to, tried to get through to James before, you know, in person and it didn't work, but then mm-hmm. she decided, you know, I'll just take this to the people who can really make it count, you know. And I think that it's those, at all to just say, you know, abuses of power, mm-hmm. you know, that really make it to where, because I, I just keep going back to this, to this quote that he, that this person felt that her fans deserved to know the truth, you know, and we see so many YouTubers putting out these apology videos or these, you know, explanation videos that are entitled just that, like the truth or the truth about this or the truth about that, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what do you really owe these people that you will never see?
2: Well, and I think this there has been the thing recently on social media of, like, exploit, and not recently, exploiting the truth. And mm-hmm. I think that I saw that, like, and it really struck with me with Shane Dawson. Like, mm-hmm. he is exploiting the truth because he thinks it's making, like, he, I don't think he actually thinks it. I have a lot of opinions on him. But. For more or for less, the truth that he's exploiting is not because he wants to do it, because he knows that it's going to get views and he knows that it's going to stir the pot. That is two main reasons why he does it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And the main, he's not doing it for the betterment of everyone else. He's doing it for the betterment of himself, the betterment of his channel, and the betterment of his bank account. Facts. And that's sad to me because his actions have direct effects on people like Nikki Tutorials. Who are on YouTube for one reason and one reason only and it's to do the makeup and it's to go. So then because of things like his videos and like you see these things now with drama channels coming up and ooh it's time to spill the tea. I'm going to spill the tea. I'm about to ruin these bitches' lives. Like you see this stuff coming up now and it's like wh- have y'all lost your damn mind?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like you are not their friends. You need to back up. It is not your responsibility to tell everyone else up to everyone else
0: you were not them
2: you were not living in their life you were not walking in their shoes you don't put your brawl and panties on every day like they do so you need to back up
1: exactly i think something that's interesting too is that people have kind of come out of seeing themselves as a transaction, you know, which uh-huh. I'm not saying that, that that YouTubers like look at their viewers as transactions, but in order to depersonalize it, I think people really need to step back because they say, you know, you see multiple people say, you know, we pay your bills, you know, or we buy your product you know? So you you need to tell me this, or you need to, I need to know this about you, but you know?
2: everything you view is your choice. You don't, nobody owes you anything when you made the choice to watch that video. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's like, I mean, I don't know. That's like saying, like, just because they don't owe you anything. You chose to watch it. They put the video up for anybody and everybody, and you chose to watch it.
0: The only time I felt like YouTubers owed any YouTube like people who watch YouTube anything was TanaCon. Oh, you right. Yes,
2: because the people that were watching the video were exploit. it all comes down to exploitation. They were exploited mm-hmm. and they wanted answers. When it, yeah. when what they're doing affects the people that are watching their videos, that's when it becomes an issue. Nikki mm-hmm. Tutorials being transgender has nothing to do with the people that are watching her videos. Jeffrey started breaking up with mm, what's her name? Nate has nothing to do with his videos. James Charles and Tati had nothing to do with the people watching their videos.
1: Exactly.
2: But they bring people in and make them think and it all comes back the, oh, I'm a normal person just like you, that what they're going through is normal people problems and it's not. And the the normal people problems that they're going through is a problem that revolves around exploitation and competition and like it it's just so toxic it's all toxic is what it it's toxic
0: mm-hmm. and
2: what you're doing is you're normalizing toxicity to the younger people and the people that watch these youtube channels are getting younger and younger and they're seeing this kind of behavior as normal and it's not
1: mhm i don't know I- oh my goodness oh okay guys that's going to um wrap up our youtube drama for this week but we do one point that i do want to make before we fully close out that section is that you know when it comes to this nikki situation um one sending all the positive vibes that we can to her um i haven't seen much negativity about it but i do want to point out that for 10 years we have supported her we have loved her we have you know really put her on the pedestal that she deserves and it's without knowing the information that she was you know forced to put out this past week and so i'm I, kn- I i just want everyone to look at themselves and know that for the past 10 years or however long you've been watching you know if you do feel like you need to unsubscribe or stop supporting or whatever She's been exactly who she is in this moment from the moment that she, you know, came out to, from the moment that you watched the first video that you watched, she's been the exact same person. So know that when you respect people that you call them by the person that they have presented themselves and that have, and that you just respect them for who they are and love them for who they are, you know, you, they're, they're, you they, it doesn't affect you. You know you're the same person that you were before and after, and she is the same person that she is before and after. Respect people and do your best to just to, to know and to hold on to the facts that it doesn't affect you at all.
2: Like Ray, has been a she since the day she was born, just because she was born in the wrong body she's a she and you need to treat her like she's a she and you need to treat her with respect because at the end of the day she is still a human being and if you got something to say on that you can slide into my Instagram or Twitter DMs and I'm really to fight because <laughs> I'm, I don't mess around with that stuff and you will treat people with kindness period That's
0: all period Okay, y'all. So, it's time for sorry, not sorry. Essentially, just whatever we're unapologetically excited about or just made our week. Um, So, Reagan, you start.
1: I feel like for two weeks in a row, three weeks, maybe, this is not something that I'm just super excited about, but just something that I feel like needs to be said. So, sorry, not sorry. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's number one on trending uh, YouTube today. Basically, Joe Rogan, who is listen, it was, a, it was a room full of white men talking about the movie, Robert Downey Jr.'s movie Tropic Thunder. Have you guys seen it?
2: The, the one where he oh, has yes. been pardoned for doing blackface on allegedly? Yes. Of course, I've seen it. I'm white. My family, I grew up in the South, Oregon.
0: Uh,
1: so did I. And because of that, you know, I, I feel, I, here's my thing. If you're going to do it, do it with your chest. You know? I feel like because of the character, you know, I wasn't necessarily offended by the movie, but that's neither here nor there. What I am or what I was, you know, upset about in this interview was Joe Rogan deciding to say that, you know, deciding to basically excuse his, the the blackface of the movie by saying it was necessary to show people what shouldn't be done. Well, Joe Rogan, Kim Kardashian still is out here in these streets, okay? A lot of people are still out here asking if they don't understand the the why blackface is so bad or why they're not allowed to make fun of black or, or use, you know, black likeness to make a joke, you know? So... While I feel like maybe we could have said, you know, Robert Downey Jr.'s heart was in the right place, let's not sit here and try and say that Tropic Thunder is out here changing minds, changing lives, and has completely erased blackface from the, you know, the the scope of Hollywood, okay? That
2: movie was made for white people.
1: It really was. And it got all the laughs that it wanted okay it was written and directed by a white man okay so whatever you thought that your, your joke was or what you thought it was okay cool but just know that you did not make that movie for black people so that's my sorry not sorry this week
2: listen the only thing Robert Downey Jr. has ever done with his fucking chest has been drugs so I'm- I have to go, I have to go. <laughs> I'm sorry I have to say it because I don't care for him very much but that's the truth. Anyways.
0: Alrighty. Um, so my sorry, not sorry this week. Uh again has to do with music. Uh, um Selena Gomez released a new album, Rare. Get out of here.
2: Girl, you better <laughs> not.
0: I loved it. <laughs> I listened to it. I vibe with it. Um uh, my favorite song. On there is ring. Um, also, I was already a fan of the Bops. Look at her now and lose you to love me. Ugh. I know it's not the as qu- I know it's not quality music, but I just like like their little their, like little Bops, and I just vibe with it really well. And mm-hmm. she hasn't released an album in five years, and like I don't even remember listening to that one. No,
2: you should be sorry. I will say that. <laughs>
1: My yeah. only issue, huh? My only issue with it is that they don't they don't give her songs that fit her voice. Like she does not have a strong, you know, strong enough voice to back up some of the beats that she's, that she has. So while it could be a great song, it's just like her her voice. No, no,
0: ma'am. I'm nowhere near a Selena Gomez fan. Like, I'm mad about that. I'm giving her like streaming credits, although I may not be. Apparently, my behavior on Spotify is very body, which I've realized. But, like, I don't know. I just, like, I was like, let me give it a chance. And I kind of vibed with it. Um, granted, if like Dami Lovato's about to release any new music soon, I'm not going to be caring about Rare. So, oh, I can't wait. Yeah. That's my sorry, not sorry, Terry
2: my sorry not sorry um you know I've just been like thinking and this is not problematic I don't think well actually I got two one of them do not stream rare
0: <laughs>
2: do not give her attention or money because that is just enabling her Bree, you're an enabler
0: exactly
1: <laughs> we've, we've learned that bullying works okay
2: listen um but like for real though <laughs> I think, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't, the new music that's coming out this year, I'm excited for a lot of bands that I'm listening to, you know, Coin, the 1975, they're all coming out with new stuff I'm excited about. Nothing problematic. Um, what I will say is the Joker doesn't deserve any of the nominations it's gotten. And that Thanks. if you agree with that, you can kick rocks. No, if you don't agree with that, you can kick rocks. Because that movie was not good. Think Thank
1: you. You, you have threatened the viewership on multiple occasions today. You're going to have people knocking on your DM door, sir. Go ahead.
2: I love the drama. <laughs> Listen, that just that just increases views. I'm just doing it for you guys.
0: Terry McNeil is canceled party.
2: Girl, wouldn't be the first and it won't be the last.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: my gosh. That has been another episode of R&B. I am so glad that you came on with us, Terry. You've been a great guest. Thank you
0: for being our first guest. Yeah,
2: of course. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Hey, and you it's... want to say in closing to the listeners?
2: Um, you know, give these ladies a stream. They deserve it more than anybody else does, and they always got something to say. So,
0: <laughs> thank you, Terry. I mean, it's thank the truth. You. I've
2: learned it over the last what ten years.
0: Oh no, it was... no. girl, that's Very... working.
2: Anyways,
1: anyways, if you like, if check out our graphics, check out our social media. If you like what you see, head on over and hit up Terry. I think most of his art is on Instagram, if I'm not That's
0: mistaken. Correct. Yep.
1: Uh, it's just going to be Terry McNeil. Check him out. Give him some support, and we will get be back with you guys next week.
0: Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.